Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. UCLA has lost 11 straight to Stanford. Not tonight. Seven minutes left. They're up 27 cents. We're coming to you live from the Rock and Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rock and Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rock and Mortgage on, son. Our toll-free hotline, 855-2124-CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. UCLA just went hizzy from, like, the uh, 50-yard line. They ran it in. It's 33-10 now, and they are just absolutely torching Stanford shorthanded with their third-string quarterback in there now. He started the game, by the way. And now another run for the Astros as Altuve gets played at 8-3 Houston. They're already planning uh, the champagne party tomorrow night. In fact, you know they want to do it right in uh, Yankee Stadium, too. They want to drink and, you know, booze up in there and ruin their clubhouse. That's the goal, it would appear to me. Mark in Milwaukee, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty, how the heck are you? Hey, man. Good to hear your voice. Thanks. Um, a couple things. I know it sounds a little funny and quirky. Tomorrow night, Ohio State at uh, Northwestern. You know, Northwestern, as bad as they are this year, they are the only team that covered against Wisconsin, and they're usually capable of a little chicanery. Do you think – I mean, I'm not saying they can hang with Ohio State, but, it's a, you know, funny number, you know, uh, you know, can they hang in there with give us a number? And Wisconsin goes to Illinois Saturday, also a big number, and they have a history of, you know – kind of playing down to Illinois, you know, down there. And, you know, maybe they're looking a little ahead, I hope not, to Ohio State the following week. And there's one other big game in this area, Sunday, Bears in New Orleans. And uh, I know you're good at all these. I'm just curious what your, you know, opinion is on these games. Well, um, you know, I have to look here at the very least and see, because uh, I want to I want to confirm that, because I, I think I'm on Ohio State all the way in that game tomorrow, and I am. And, uh I think uh, Northwestern this year has been uh, terrible. I'll give you that they uh, covered or whatever against Wisconsin. Fair, fair enough. But uh, they've been terrible. And I just think uh, I'll be surprised if Ohio State messes around with them because, you know, they're putting up 50 to 60 points a week. I mean, they destroy everybody they play. Uh, it doesn't matter who's in front of them. They just light it up. I, I don't think Northwestern can hang with them. Now I know laying four touchdowns is a, a tough way to make a living. I mean, it's got you got to have some stones to lay four touchdowns. I just think they're too much for uh, Northwestern. Carver High, what do you think? Buckeyes tomorrow night? You're gonna cover four touchdowns? You're gonna win by twenty nine? Or not? It's I think just Northwestern could stay in that number. That they'll they'll cover. I actually do. Mafia, do you think Northwestern covers against Ohio State tomorrow night? No, I don't. This isn't uh, one of the better defensive teams to me. I think Ohio State is running it up against everybody. Yeah, I think so. What are the other games, Mark, that you want me to talk about? The Saints and Bears. I think the Saints are better than the Bears. 
I do. I think uh, their defense is, you know, they always talk about the Bears' defense. And uh, I think the game will be, you know, a struggle like the, you know, Saints were in a 13-6 game last week because of their defense. I think it'll be the same kind of game with the Bears. It'll be a, a war defensively. I think both offenses will struggle to move the ball uh, at Soldier Field on Sunday. I like the Saints, though, in that game. I think so, too. And on my bucket list is to get you and the crew to Madtown for a game one of these days. Get you out to Madison. Yeah, it's a great place, Cam Brandle. I've been there. Uh, it's fantastic. And they got a great team. I love Taylor. And uh, they're playing Illinois. I think I uh, that number was maybe too big for me, too. I think I middled that one and went Wisconsin uh, to win and Illinois to cover the spread. I could be wrong, but... Uh, yeah, there, there's another one where I, there's no reason to get up for that game. Uh, I know it's a Big Ten game and everything like that. It's on the road. Uh, Illinois getting a boatload of points. What, what are they getting, like 34 points? I, li- I like that number. I like that number better than I like the Northwestern number, to be honest with you. Uh, Jared in Ventura, Cali, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, Pharrell? Hey, man. Um, can I get a little shot of Jameson, please? A little, a little J-Mo, I want to talk about how us in uh, premier baseball cities are spoiled. I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and it sucks that we got swept. We got smacked. But uh, if you're saying the Yankees uh, season is a disappointment, it's wrong. Just like, I mean, the Dodgers, yeah, they haven't won since, what, 88? Yeah, but give your team some love. The Yankees, every year, if they don't win a World Series, it's a failure. It's not a failure for your team to be, like, be grateful that you're in a city that has great baseball. Yeah, well, you, listen, you have great baseball as a Cardinal fan in St. Louis, and they've won all these championships. So I think you would, uh, I would guess, like, that you would understand when you win championships and you've won 27 of them or 11 or whatever it is, the Yankees and Cardinals, I mean, you're talking about 38 championships. Anything less than a championship to those teams is is just uncivilized. It's well, I don't want that. to hear from a, you know a Cardinal fan because they're so nice to all of their players and they love everything. You know, a guy could go uh, have a series like you know when Carson Yones having for the Yankees right now, and they'll oh it's okay. You know, you you, you did good we, all we year. Love you. You know, we love you anyway. Let us pay your they rent. Haven't, they haven't been hard on a player their entire lives out there. Okay, ever. It is what it is. Everybody's expectations are different at the beginning of the year. This was a Yankee team that's built to win the World Series this year. And they're not going to. The year is a zero. That's just it. Honestly, the year's a zero. And that's how they think. Every year, only one team wins. Been through this a billion times. Only one team gets to stand there at the end and win. Now, the other 29 teams, is there a couple that, you know, exceed expectations? And you could say, that was a really good year that we could, you know, build off of for next year? Of course there is. Of course there are teams like that, you know, but in the Yankees' case? Are the Yankees and Dodgers in the same boat entirely, or do you think that the Yankees' loss is less uh, painful than the Dodgers based on the Dodgers uh, were the best team in baseball, allegedly, with 106 wins or whatever, and that they continue to flop in the playoffs? The Yankees and Dodgers are in the same boat for the way that their seasons are going to end. Their seasons are complete zeros. They got nowhere near where they were supposed to get to or they wanted to get to, or where their goals to get to were. Seasons are zeros for both of them. Your boy Phil Kessel's cousin tonight with two goals for the Desert Dogs, Carver High. He just scored a power play goal, I believe. Yeah, he's going to fill it up out there. 
They're up 4-1 over the Predators. I am surprised at that game as well. Predators played last night too, right? Didn't they? Predators playing it back-to-back yeah, on the road. That's the, you know, it is what it is. There you go. And then the Knights are holding on 2-1 on the Senators in the third, and the Sabres going to the third up 3-0 on the Kings. I may have to uh, find that game for the third period so I don't have to watch any more of this UCLA game, which has been dreadful. And I honestly, I cannot believe, I, I really can't. I have never seen, you know, they were 3-3 three and three going into this game, Stanford. And, you know, Shaw's a good coach, right? I just, they, they look terrible to me. I don't understand how, how can you, you beat this team 11 times in a row. They look so bad tonight. I don't even know what I'm watching. I'm, I'm asking, like, is Shaw even, what's he doing with this team? They look terrible. Now, I know they got injuries at quarterback. Fair enough. It's it's a disaster. But they look really bad tonight, like at home, no less, against, like, the worst team in the whole Pac-12. They're getting their ass beat. I, I can't even believe what I'm watching, to be honest with you. I can't even believe it. So, whatever. By the way, tomorrow you've got, uh, besides Ohio State Northwestern, you've got Marshall and FAU in Boca. They're playing down in Boca Raton. And then... Um, Pitt and Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. There's another uh, reason for the newsroom around here to cheer all night for their homer teams, the Syracuse, and the, then we have everyone else that works here that root against the Yankees. That's what they do. They don't care as much about Syracuse football, only when they're really good. Like basketball, they love they love puffing the chest out, and they'll they'll be full force during hoop season, right. good or bad. Like they're the best thing ever. But football, they hide in the in They're the not corner. the best thing ever. I'm saying they act like they they're the best they thing. They think they are. They think they're the best thing ever with I AI mean, they're, they're not even they're not even top ten. But when it in comes the best to, basketball programs uh, ever, uh, of course not. But when it comes to football, they hide in the corner, and they don't say anything. Because they suck. But then when they they'll have like a big win once every twelve years, and then they'll all show up and start going to the games again like they care. Where's all you that know? Dino Babers talk this year? Oh, you didn't hear any of it this year. Yeah, where's all that? He's a great coach. In and August, it was... Uh, remember, he's going get, to get a head coaching job in the NFL? Or, right. Yeah, and Not off of this season, he's not. Also, UNLV and Fresno State tomorrow night in Fresno. By the way, the those games, uh, FAU's laying uh, five and a half, five in some houses, to Marshall. Pitt is favored by three and a half over Cuse. Ohio State favored by 27 and a hook. They got to win by 28. I thought it was 28 and they had to win by 29, but it's actually 27 and a hook. It opened at 25 and a hook. And then UNLV is getting uh, upwards of 15 from Fresno. So those are the games Friday night uh, that we can uh, be attracted to in here. Uh, as opposed to watching uh, Verlander mow through the Yankees' pathetic lineup uh, on the Game 5 tomorrow night in the Boogie Down Bronx. I think that game's starting at around 7 o'clock or a little thereafter. So by the time we get on the air, it'll be over. The game will be in like the 8th or ninth inning, won't it? So I'll be surprised. I really will if they come back uh, or, you know, win Friday because of the way they've looked to me in New York these two games. Uh, with Cole and then Grinky, and, and Grinky barely worked. He worked like four innings, so he barely worked. Took and they, him out in the fifth after he got those two guys. So out. they, so the bottom line is their bats got him there tonight, not Grinky. But the Yankees well, did. Their, their they, pitching did get it done. It, it, I mean, it was did, a close game at that. They point. struggled with Grinky. 
They did nothing against oh, they, him. They had him on the. They had a chance to knock him out in the first inning. They had the bases loaded. He was throwing pitch. He was walking guys. Right. And they let him get off the hook. And then he breezed. Yeah, the second he had trouble too. Judge was up with a couple guys on in the second, third and fourth he cruised, and when he got into a little trouble again in the fifth, they took him out. But the guys that you thought the Yankees would get, when they loaded the bases in the fifth, and they bring in the Presley and the guys that came after that, those are the guys the Yankees, the mighty Yankees, are supposed to feast on, and they did not do it. Yankees are supposed to hit Presley when he comes in that game in the fifth inning with the bases loaded. They did not do it. So, Pajot yeah. with a goal for the Senators. They tie up the Knights in Vegas. I got a little. I got a little plus going here on my phone. I'm watching a little side hockey action. I got going here. So what I'm going to do, Mafia? I think I'm going to change to that uh, Sabers Kings game, and then I'll be able to uh, at least watch something of of some significance. I don't even know if there's like, uh, is there? I wonder if there's West Coast uh, NBA that I could watch. Because I'm so uh, bored and depressed. I can't even function because of the uh, Yankees. They've sent me into a tailspin. My night is ruined. I have no chance of success. Mavs and Clippers are playing in the uh, third. Maybe I could get that game going, Mafia, and the uh, Sabres-Kings because uh, the Clippers are losing. Uh, but remember, the Clippers are favored to win the NBA championship. You, uh, they're actually not. You know who's favored to win it all is the Lakers. How about they give the Lakers and Clippers three to one and four to one odds? They're the two favorites to win the they NBA got that, championship. Uh, that extensive NBA GM poll in the stack tonight. Oh, and all the GMs think that the Clippers are going to win, right? Oh, is that They're right? The favorite among all the GMs. Oh, I haven't gone through that. There's list a lot yet. of uh, interesting categories in that GM poll that they have in there. Is there a category of uh, does Ujiri get any respect? Oh no, when they bring up the best GM, no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember? They have a Milwaukee and uh, Clippers in the NBA Finals, well, which is destined to not happen. Well, why don't now. we come back and take a look at the GM survey and see? Uh, it says here, yeah, which team will win the NBA Finals? Forty-six percent of them picked the Clippers. Thirty-six percent picked the Bucks. Eleven percent picked the Lakers. Uh, the Warriors Blazers received votes last year. They eighty-seven uh, percent of them picked the Warriors to win it all. How'd that go? Uh, they know more than you do, or they don't know any more than you do is what I meant to say. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. I got to be honest with you. I don't even know how he, uh, you know, hurt his knee. I, I really don't. How he fractured his kneecap is amazing to me because the play was so innocent. It was just like, a, you know, a quarterback sneak, and he. It, it's not like he did anything. He just went into the pile, and the next thing you know, he's just limping off, and they're carrying him off. But he walked off under his own power like it was no big deal. But at the end of the day, it is a big deal. Uh, it's a right knee injury. The left ankle is fried. The right knee is uh, now, you know, dislocated kneecap is no joke. So they're saying three weeks. I don't believe that either. I'll believe that when I see it. And I, I also believe there's more to it. And we'll find that out tomorrow. Yeah, I we'll see what they you. say. You never know until you finally... You know, you look at everything. The doctors get to see what they're doing. And I mean, look, if it's three or four weeks, um, their season's not over. That's for sure. But they'll have to try to tread water until then, you know. Uh, for sure. So the NBA GM survey, I have my hands on right here. And there's a lot of stuff in here. So which team will win the NBA finals? Uh, the Clippers were, were number one. The Bucks number two. And the Lakers number three. 
So just so you know, the the Eastern Conference rankings. So Milwaukee uh, is one, Philadelphia two, Boston three, Brooklyn and Toronto tied for fourth. How about Toronto? They lose Kawhi Leonard and no one respects him at all now. Zero. Like, they're getting no respect. Yeah, I wouldn't give them any either. In the West, it's Clippers one, Denver two, Lakers three, Jazz four, Houston five. They got Golden State sixth. Now that I have a bigger problem with. We'll see. Like I said, I'm I'm dipping my toe in. I'm putting a ticket in. On the Warriors. Oh, I'm doing it. Absolutely. Uh, who will win the Kia MVP? Number one, Giannis. Number two, Curry. Number three, AD, Anthony Davis. Tied with Kawhi. If you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Number one, Giannis. Number two, Anthony Davis. Number three, Luka Doncic. Which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? James Harden, number one. Steph Curry and LeBron James tied for second. Giannis was after them. Which player is most likely to have a breakout season? De'Aaron Fox, one. Jaron Jackson, two, of Memphis. Jason Tatum tied with him. Brandon Ingram is behind him. Uh, Who's the best point guard in the NBA? Steph Curry, one. Dame Lillard, two. LeBron, three, if you want to call him a point guard. Who's the best shooting guard in the NBA? James Harden, one. Uh, Paul George, two. Who's the best small forward? Kawhi Leonard, one. LeBron, two. Giannis, uh, three. Why don't we put LeBron in, in every single yeah. uh, position? And how about, category? how about that? Uh, small forward, Giannis. They got him as a as a small forward, please. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. Who's the best power forward? Giannis. What does he play every Giannis position? Giannis and LeBron are in every one. Every position. They are. LeBron is number three there. The best power forward is Giannis, then AD, then LeBron. Come on. Who's the best center? Jokic, Embiid, and Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis is better than both of those guys. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I agree. Would you argue with that? I would not argue with that. Anthony Davis is better than Jokic and Embiid. And it says they have who they had last year as their pick. And they have Jokic at 48% of these GMs said that. Embiid was 28% and Davis 17%. Davis is better than both of them. I think Davis is more of a four than a – he's not a natural center to me, the way he likes to play. I think he's a better player overall in Embiid as well, and I think he's definitely a better player skill-wise than Nogic. I think the thing that uh, they're putting him up there is that he plays more. I mean, after the days he's been banged up lately, so that's why I think they have him a little higher. He's you know just a badass defensively and tough inside, and he plays. I mean, Embiid doesn't play, so he should definitely be over him. Well, listen, they have Jokic at 48%. They have Davis at 17%. I mean, you got to be high. That guy Davis would dunk in Jokic's face. Davis shouldn't shouldn't be with centers anyway. He's not a center. He's a power forward. I know he has a size, but that's not the way he likes to play. He likes to play all around the court. He can face up. He can drive. He can shoot threes. Those other guys can't do that. Which team made the best overall moves in the offseason? The Clippers won. Pelicans, two. Which player acquisition made the biggest impact? Kawhi, one. Anthony Davis, two. Paul George, three. Who's the most underrated player acquisition? Mike Conley, Jazz. Uh, Bogdanovich, Utah, two. Malcolm Brogdon to Indiana, three. With Jeremy Grant to Denver. Uh, Which team will be most improved? Lakers were number one. Dallas, two. Clippers, three. Hawks, four. 
What was the most uh, surprising move of the offseason? Paul George uh, to the Clippers was one. The Chris Paul Westbrook trade, too. Uh, who will win rookie of the year? Zion, one. Ja Morant, two. Which rookie will be the best player in five years? Zion, one. Ja Morant, two. Cam Reddish, Atlanta, three. Which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft? Alexander Walker, New Orleans, was number one. Brandon Clark uh, to Memphis was two. Who's the best international player in the NBA? Giannis, then uh, Jokic, then Doncic. Who's the best international player not in the NBA? Miritich playing in Barcelona now. He's done with the NBA. Who's the best defensive player in the NBA? Kawhi Leonard, one. Rudy Gobert, two. Who's the best perimeter defender in the NBA? Kawhi, one. Paul George, two. Who's the best interior defender? Rudy Gobert. Who's the most versatile uh, defender in the league? Draymond Green, one. Kawhi, two. Giannis, three. Who's the best defensive team in the NBA? Clippers, one. Jazz, two. Bucks, three. Who's the best head coach? Popovich, one. Spolstra, two. Which head coach is the best manager and motivator of people? Popovich, one. Doc Rivers, two. Kerr, three. Wait, wait, wait. Spolstra's the second best coach in the NBA? That's what they're saying. The GM's rated him. Ahead of Budenholzer and Kerr. What has he done without the big three? I mean, he's done a great job with crappy. Decent with, job. No, no, he's done a great job with crappy teams. Like, they've given him I think nothing. His teams have overachieved. They've overachieved. He has no players at all. He wins with bums. He does. I th- I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I just don't think he's number two in the whole league. I can see why they put him there. They, I, Everyone respects him. They all love him. And the guy wins with average lineups. I have a bigger problem with Budenholzer being there. Uh, which head coach uh, makes the best in-game adjustments? Rick Carlisle, Dallas 1, Brad Stevens 2. Uh, which head coach runs the best offense? Kerr, then Budenholzer, D'Antoni, Stotts, all tied. And then which head coach is the best defensive schemes? Quinn Snyder, then Budenholzer. Which newer relocated head coach will have the biggest impact on his new team? Monty Williams, Phoenix, Frank Vogel, Lakers 1-2. Who's the best assistant in the NBA? Dan Burke, Pacers. Which active player will be the best head coach uh, someday? Mike Conley, one. Chris Paul, two. Malcolm Brogdon, three. Rajon Rondo, four. Uh, Which team's the most fun to watch? Denver, one. Pelicans, two. Warriors, three. Which team has the best home court advantage? Denver, one. Utah, two. Which team has the most promising young core? Pelicans, one. Denver, two. Which player's the most athletic? Zion, one. Uh, Giannis, two. Which player is the best pure shooter? Curry, one. Clay Thompson, two. Which player is the fastest with the ball? Darren Fox, one. Westbrook, two. Which player is the best at moving without the ball? Clay Thompson, one. J.J. Redick, two. Which player is the best passer? LeBron, one. Jokic, two. Which uh, bench player makes the biggest impact when he enters the game? Lou Williams, of course, one. Uh, who's the toughest player in the NBA? Steven Adams, one. Which player is the best leader? Dame Lillard, one. Who's the most versatile player? Giannis, one. LeBron, two. And then uh, which player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line? Curry, one. Durant, two. With Lillard, Thompson, tied. And then uh, what rule most needs to be changed? Playoff seeding, one through 16, is the number one thing they want changed. And then the draft, better combine or more medical information. And then draft lottery. There you go. I want the one to 16 also. You want uh, one playing 16? I want them to take the whole league. Forget the East-West. I want one to 16. The NBA needs it. It's just 
That's what you think they should do? Yes. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, don't forget all the uh, college plays are up and posted and pros as well for football, pain day, Sunday. So all of Friday's games, Saturday's games, Sunday, Monday, everything's up on PharrellOnTheBench.com. You get all of it, baseball, playoffs, hockey, boxing, MMA, basketball starts next week, NBA-wise. PharrellOnTheBench.com rules. Big changes coming to the site in November. You're going to love it. It's going to be even better for you. More choices, better deals. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. And go get them. I mean, what are you waiting for? It's going to be a huge weekend. So anyway, 855-212-4CBS gets you benched. Look, here's the thing going back to uh, Spolstra for a second, Mafia, is that, uh, you know, I understand when he, you know, won the – NBA championship, you know, back-to-back, right, in 2011-12 in, uh, and 12-13, right, or whatever it was. Uh, I think that's what it was. And then uh, in 2013-14, they, they were uh, Eastern Conference champs. Eastern Conference champs, again, going back to uh, before they won it all, they were Eastern Conference champs in, in uh, 09 and 10. But the bottom line is, is the thing that impresses me about him, to be honest with you, is since then, when those guys left, right, and when the team broke up, and he had nothing. He had like a just a absolute joke roster, if you ask me. And he's still, you know, he was he's still able to win. Uh, 37 wins wasn't good in 14, but in 15, 48 wins. In 16, he 41 wins. 17, 44 wins. And then last year, uh, 39 wins. In 11 seasons. Uh, he's 523 and, and 363, uh, 59% winning percentage. And um, that's just all there is to it. He's only been a head coach since 08. So he would, before that, he was an assistant coach always and uh, a scout and everything else. But in the time that he's been a head coach, I think he gets the respect because of, uh, you know, the titles were, you know, loaded teams. I'll give you that. But he... He did a good job with them. They got it done. That's all you have to say. And then after the fact, when they all left, he's actually had the same thing, you know, just terrible, you know, teams. If you really look at it, he's had no one. What do you have, old washed-up Dwayne Wade? I love Dwayne Wade. I loved watching him play. His whole career, he was phenomenal. But at the end, um, you know, that's what he was dealing with. And he still... He still was able to find ways to win. So I think he was a, you know, I think he's a really good coach that has been able to uh, get his teams to win, even if they don't have a, a, you know, big money superstar players on their lineup. Bunch of young kids and uh, old veterans and whatever. He's coaching Haslam and these guys. Now, look, Haslam's been an institutionary. He's played there forever. But the fact of the matter is uh, their, their lineup has been, you know, trash, if you ask me. And they're playing with the guys like Drogic and all these guys. Look, Winslow, you name it. But now I think with Hero and, uh, you know, Adebayo and, and uh, you know, you put in Winslow, you put in these guys that they got now. Uh, I And and Jimmy Buckets, you know, I think Butler's going to help the Heat a lot. And I think he's going to like having him on that team. That guy, there's no questioning that he's he can be painful, right? Butler can be a selfish, painful guy that is always – complaining or whatever. He's been miserable everywhere, hasn't he? 
Even in Philly, they gave him everything, didn't they, in Philly? And he still left, right? He's never happy. But I actually think he'll find some happiness because I think Spolster is that good of a coach that he's going to let that guy be who he is, and he's going to give him the ball. He's going to be the the man, no questions asked. And then they got this kid, Hero, that can flat-out shoot. And I think uh, he's going to continue to get those accolades as one of the best coaches ranked the second-best coach by uh, GMs. I don't really – I'm not going to argue with it. The thing that impresses me is, is that I think that, you know, when you watch the NBA season uh, from start to finish, right, all you ever hear about this – is, this is fact. All you ever hear about is that Brad Stevens is the greatest coaching mind on the face of the earth. Don't you hear it? It never ends. Am I wrong? You, all you hear about is the best coach in the NBA is Brad Stevens. And I just don't agree with that. And uh, I agree with the GM saying Spolster is better. I do. Simple as that. For all the accolades that Stevens gets, he gets a lot of it, right? I mean, uh, what's he done? I mean, let's face facts. What have they really done up there besides, I mean, what have they done with all of his greatness? It's simple. You know, I, I, it's the same thing with McVeigh. They always tell me how he's so great. He's such a genius. But what, what, you know, he hasn't done it. So let's see him win it. Let's see him win it all. Let's see him even get to that game this year. Seriously. Let's see him, you know, now they got Jalen Ramsey. Let's see him get to the Super Bowl. You think they're going to go to the Super Bowl? I do not. I don't either. I think the NFC is way too tough this year, and they're not going to be good enough to go. Do you think he's this great coach? McVay? Yeah, because everyone sees he's a genius. He's the greatest coach in the league. We all know that's not true. It's, it's Belichick. We've I, I already think, argued I think that. we all – I think that especially us here and a, and a lot of people, I think, feel that the – Too the, soon. The too soon crowning him as the – uh, the genius, the God's gift, uh, all this stuff because he remembers plays from high school. <laughs> it was a bad does, idea. Does all this stuff. Do I think that he's a good coach in the NFL? Uh, look, he's been in the league. This is his third year, and he's won two divisions, and he's been to a Super Bowl. That's a pretty good start. But to call him the genius and the greatest head coach in the NFL, I cannot do that yet, especially when the guy who is really the genius Wipe the floor with him in Atlanta back in February. Okay, so that's it. I, I, I do you I'm, think he's I'm, a better coach than Andy Reid? No, I don't either. He's not there yet. He's been in the league two years. Do you think he's, he's a better coach than thirty-six uh, years old? Do you think old? he's a better coach than John Harbaugh? No, guys, I, I don't been either. In the league for a long time. I, I am not. He's not there yet. Does he have a great offensive mind? Some weeks you can really you can't really tell that with Jared Goff out there. But you think he's a better coach than Pat Shermer? He's a better coach than Pat I'll go there. Will he one day be a better head coach no. than some of these other guys? No. He might be. No. He's off to a great start. Do you think Shanahan's a better coach than him? Because I do. You see, now that's a nice comparison because they're both young coaches in the league. Now, Shanahan has been around a lot longer as an assistant. Obviously, his dad being a coach. I mean, he's do got you think those guys are better than uh, John Harp? Or do you think they're better than John Gruden? I mean, look, it's 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 hard to do this. Like, what I Gruden's been around for so long, but he was away for so long too. I gotta hit, give Gruden a little bit of credit here. Raiders have played hard this year, three and two. They've played. They haven't played a home game in over a month. Well, well, well. He's done a good job this year. Oh, the Raiders! It's so brutal. 
on the Raiders, their schedule, and they and they have to fly in different times. Whatever, zones. say what you want. The guy's done a good job this year. <laughs> For as much as a hack, and he makes too much money, he's done a good job with that team. Yeah, and so uh, how will they do this week in Lambo? I like him getting the five. So you're going Raiders in the five. Yeah. Will they win the game? I don't know about that, but I like him getting the points. Is it like the uh, indie game that they stole? Might be. They've beaten the Colts and the Bears the last couple times out. How humiliating would that be for the Packers to lose to them? Do you think the uh, Packers respect them? I sure hope so. Who are the Packers? Like, who are they? Packers are God's gift to all of us. It's a God's gift to us that we get to watch the Packers in prime time every week. Why? Because they they beat yes. up they beat up the Cowboys two weeks ago, and they because and they, they got all the calls. Got handed a game on Monday Lions. against the Lions. It's because it's important that they're on our television screens at all times, so that we can all feast our eyes on Aaron Rodgers. It's important for the community and civilization as a whole. Look, I think that right now, today, in week seven, whatever we're about to be in in the NFL, I think that there's five, maybe even six teams in the NFC that can go to the Super Bowl this year. Packers found a way to win Monday night despite the uh, uh, list of injured pass receivers. Uh, They uh, have Devontae Adams' toe. Valdez Scantling, ankle, knee, Geronimo Allison, uh, concussion, uh, Jimmy Graham, ankle. They all missed practice this week. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers showed up in the injury report with a, a knee. They're completing a string of five of six home games. God, what do they play every game at home? <laughs> I mean, what what is the deal with the Packers? How many are they playing 15 home games this year? <laughs> I mean, honest to God. Patrick Peterson is back from his drug suspension. He said he's going to make the last 10 games the best 10 games of his career. How about this? Uh, Would you trade for him right now? Would you make a a trade for young uh, Patrick Peterson who's, you know, he's a great player and he's failed the the PD test. If they're stupid enough to trade him, I absolutely would trade for him. you trade for him. He's a great player. Do you think he'll play, uh, continue to play and not get popped again, or do you think he'll get a, a second one? Wasn't he another one of these guys who had some excuse? Did he something? eat some of that Mexican beef? It's something like that. Who knows? How about they did he have Taco Bell metal shavings? Thank you. That might keep him out for other reasons. The road. <laughs> Montezuma's revenge. Uh, road ready Raiders hit Green Bay to face Rodgers and the battered Packers. The Raiders are coming off their bye after beating the Bears in London, have gotten just 37 receptions from their entire receiving core. Derek Carr's made it work, though. Leads the NFL 73% completion percentage. Tight end Darren Waller, uh, who was on Baltimore's practice squad, has as many receptions as all of Oakland's receivers combined. And uh, the Raiders say they don't care about scheduling quirks. I know, guys... Uh, you guys have your fifth home game already. I'm jealous, Gruden said. We're in the middle of one of the greatest road trips in the history of football. I'd like to thank everybody for making it <laughs> possible. You have to admit, that was a great line. Uh, the Raiders won a preseason game between the teams in Winnipeg. One of Green Bay's quarterbacks that night, Deshaun Kaiser, is the Raiders' number three quarterback. There you go. Uh, oh, by the way, the uh, Packers added to the receiving core this week by signing Ryan Grant. 
who had four catches in two games with the Raiders before being released after the Davis trade. There you go. A lot of injuries. Maybe Carver High's right. A lot of injuries. The door has been cracked open for the Raiders for an upset win in Lambeau Field on Sunday on CBS. I believe the Raiders are on the road next week, too. The Raiders are on the road for the remainder of their existence. Played their first two games at home. And then at Minnesota, at Indianapolis, at London to play the Bears. By week, at Green Bay, at Houston. They go to Houston next week? Yeah. That's, a, that's a truly unbelievable. How in God's name do you have five straight road games? One was technically a home game, but, you know. London? The London game. That's was not a home game when you fly for 12 hours. By the way, the Raiders are, uh, they worked out LeGarrette uh, Blunt and Bo Scarborough. I'd sign Blunt. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.